32 minutes past six here on SENZ. Thank you, Auntie Aroha, for the news. Boys, power your business with Bunnings Trade. Power pass. My <laughs> word, it's good to have you back laughing at me, Dagger. Jeepers. <laughs> hey, like Dagger, the, by the way. I like the, uh, I just, <laughs> I just want to say, I like the, hey, I'm just coming in. Oh, hello, it's uh, Kiz here. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Kiz. I love we you, We love you, brother. I was actually just going to compliment you boys both for your uh, efforts on Sky this weekend, but you know what? Nah. You're both shockers. Kimby, you blinded me with your hair. I'm only joking. I'm just grumpy because it looks good. It's such a rip-off. Worst bet we've ever made, Dagger. All right, boys. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Let's get to business. There really is only uh, one or two headlines going around this morning that really make you want to pop. The NBA is back today. And then the big one. World Rugby have approved a new Nations Championship tournament starting in 2026. It'll be the Six Nations and Rugby Championships teams plus Japan and Fiji with 13th to 24th ranked teams playing in second tier competition. We've gone through it this morning. If you missed that, go back and listen to uh, the start of 6 o'clock on the podcast channel. But, boys, big news. Uh, Sir Bill Beaumont said, it is fitting that we finish the Rugby World Cup 2023, the sport's greatest. He's Sir Bill Beaumont, isn't he? Yeah, no, I don't know why. Oh, sorry. Bill Beaumont then said, uh, it's fitting that we finish the Rugby World Cup 2023, the sport's greatest celebration of togetherness with the sport's greatest feat of togetherness. Agreement on the men's and women's global calendars and their content is the most significant development in the sport since the game went professional. Now, we're not all in agreement in that, are we, boys? And uh, I know the phone's open, Dagger, so we'll go to them. Trades and builders, power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass, double eight, double three. I want to hear it. Big day. Let's go to the phones, Dagger. Beautiful. John from Auckland, he's given us a call. John, morning. What do you think, mate? Yeah, morning, morning, morning. Um, morning. Yeah, I, I, I'm just perplexed, really. 24 teams, firstly for the next World Cup, um, when they're underdeveloped, probably four of the teams now in the World yeah. Cup. There were 20 teams this year, and there were four teams that just shouldn't even be there. So I'm perplexed that they're going to 24. Um, it should be two kind of different tier World Cups in terms of uh, the second or the third tier. There's a third tier as well. It should have the opportunities to qualify for, well, the top World Cup. But anyways, yeah. we've got 24 teams and we've got this new 12-man competition. Um, in yeah. terms of where I see the game in the future, well, I just don't think those teams in Tier 1 or, or Tier 2 or Tier 3 will go anywhere, as you guys have alluded to, because, well, this obviously doesn't give them any room to go anywhere. And it's really disappointing, yeah. really. Because, you know, in the Soccer World Cup, you don't know who's going to win. But obviously in the yeah. Rugby World Cup, well, Romania, South Africa, you know who's going to win. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree, mate. Like, it's it's looking after their own, own backyard. And I think the thing that that's really concerning me is the promotion relegation of it. You know, you've got 20, 30, it's a mile away. And these teams are being very, very limited rugby. John, we appreciate your call, mate. Thanks for your passion coming through the phone lines. You take care. We'll hear from you throughout the show. Joe from Gizzy, he's always on the pulse. Joey, boy. Morning, gentlemen. Morning, gentlemen. 
I think uh, our sport's taken a big step backwards publishing that schedule for those two tiers. I think when you look at all the development going on in South America, in North America, mm-hmm. and that every team at this World Cup has a Polynesian brother in it, and here we are sitting at a table full of old white men dictating a sport that in the Northern Hemisphere, all of the French, all of the Welsh, Scottish, and all of the English teams have a huge Polynesian influence. Now, they didn't get across the line this time like they wanted to. Fiji got ripped. Samoa got ripped. Probably didn't front up. But we need to develop these nations, boys. But we as a country in New Zealand, we, we, we are one of the biggest hypocrites. Our team bleeds brown brothers, but we don't, we don't support them. You know, we're tokenistic. Look what's happened with the Drua. It's, it's growing their sport in World Cup year. And when we look forward, what World Rugby's look to do is to try and get America across the line because 2031, you know, World Cup's in America. But they're failing miserably because it's not a natural sport for them. It's the 23rd sport in America, you know. So what we're finding now is that these elite white men sitting at this table around a, around a table in Twickenham are all in it for everything in the north. And at some point... Yeah. You know, these other nations need to bind together and create their own, create their own league mm. because it's it's never going to grow our sport, right? And what we're going to be is all of those teams will always have players defeat to the All Blacks, to the Australians, to the French, to the to the English, so they can play Tier One rugby and not get stuck in that mire of of travelling across Chile and Paraguay and Uruguay trying to qualify for World Cups. It doesn't work, boys. It just doesn't work. There's no vision in our game if that's where we're going. Hey, Joey, just, just on that, like uh, with our Tier 2 teams, we had Andrew Goodman on and he spoke about the reality is when these Tier 1 nations go away to their chosen events, the Pacific boys, the, the foreign boys, they hold down the, them from a club level. If we're able to get to a situation where these Tier 2 nations are available, how... Do we get buy-in from these clubs? Because that's the reality up in the north. Well, unfortunately, the north have sold their soul when they gave the game to the private owners, right? So what they need to do is is to say, well, in order for your... Yeah, you need to get it back. Mm. You own the international game, right? You own the television rights. So you need to negotiate with them that it's like in football. When you have a international qualifying period, every player gets released. There's no club football on those weekends. So that we've got a stronger game globally. I mean, really, there's only four teams every year that can win this tournament. You know? And now, when you see Ireland have taken 15 years to build a team that once again loses in the quarters, they're going to be a non-event for the next four years because most of their players are leaving. So they'll go to the Polynesian bin and take all our boys away again. But we need... We are just short cited as a sport because we're not looking to the future to go and develop imagine England touring Samoa Fiji and Tonga in three consecutive weekends imagine that so right it is sell out the TV rights would be huge but but nobody does it not even New Zealand do it and that's a disappointing yeah. thing you play with Polynesian boys your whole career yeah. right and yeah. we don't go over and feed them we just take yeah uh, look look <clears throat> There's one thing you said there, um, Joey, and I think I think here's what's missing is that middle tier. I think I think everyone's talking about internationals, but for 
Um, New Zealand to gain control, it's about media rights, and they need to fix the competitions down here. And I think they need to go to that franchise model um, of the NRL and the AFL. If you look at how the AFL have taken their AFL game, Izzy, and they've created a, a club city-based competition of just AFL. It's now worth somewhere around the vicinity of 3 to $4 billion, I think, in media rights. Once New Zealand can pull that type of um, coin across the table, they determine when internationals are played. But at the moment, the money is governing the decision-making around the voting. And they're always going to be held um, to ransom from the from the northern hemisphere because of the way that they can pull money through the gates and 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 pay for that all black brand. The all blacks need to change their model down here um, for sustainability. That's my thoughts. I've always thought that. Beautiful. What about the timing, Joey? What about the timing of this release? Timing's all wrong. Why is everybody going to be talking about this when they should be talking about the best two teams in the world playing this weekend? You know, once again, the Northern Monkeys deflected away from what the showcase is because they're all at home, yeah. right, sitting around their coffee table drinking tea, right? The, and once once again, it shows the lack of leadership, gentlemen. That's what it shows. Yeah, to- totally agree. Augustine Pichot's already fired a few shots today about the old boys' club looking after the backyard of themselves. We appreciate you coming on, Joey. Passionate, as always. And John from Auckland, love your calls. 0800-150-811 is our phone lines. Double eight, double three. A quick one here from Aparahama. Five of the 20 nations who went to hit this World Cup, Fiji, Tonga, Namibia, Chile, Portugal, did not even get a vote on whether this decision, which directly affects their development or for, ge- for a generation, goes through. Disgusting from World Rugby and Tier 1 Nations. Want to grow the game? Yeah, right. Close money. Hungry boys club. Appreciate that passion coming through. Keep them coming on double eight, double three. We'll shoot off. We'll tackle a little bit right because everyone wants to get paid and there's plenty of racing coming up. Love racing with Kempi on its way.